A crowd had gathered along the shoreline, forcing him to get into a boat. And using the boat as a pulpit, he addressed his congregation telling stories. What do you make of this? A farmer planted a seed. And as he scattered the seed, some of it fell on the road, and the birds ate it. And some fell in the gravel. It sprouted up quickly, but it didn't put down roots, so when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. And some fell in the weeds, and as it came up, it was strangled by the weeds. And some of the seed fell on good earth and produced a harvest beyond the farmer's wildest dreams. Are you listening to this? Really listening? Okay. Anybody want to answer that question? Were you listening to that? Nah. Totally ignored it. I mean, now, I know that you, if you've been in church, I don't know, for any length of time, you've heard a message on this. It's been preached about. Um, and as you know, I'm probably going to turn it upside down. But before I turn it upside down, what did you hear? Because, you know, when he said, are you listening, are you really listening? What is that old saying? I know you hear me. Okay. What did he want you to pay attention to? So what is the seed? See, this is going to be a teaching lesson this morning, folks. It's God. The seed is God's will for us. Okay? So, if that's true, if the sower is God, the seed is God's mind, God's will that's being given. What about the soil? Who or what is the soil about? Created. There you go. It's us. And that's the piece that usually gets missed when this, when this gets talked about. It's about God giving us God's will, God's relationship. What does it God require of you? Folks? Do mercy. To walk humbly with God. One more. Love justice. Love justice. Love justice. Be merciful. Walk humbly with God. That, my friends, is the seed. Okay? Now, it's really interesting because as I was getting ready for this sermon, apparently, over the years, the theologians, they just love these stories because nobody knows the answer to them. Amen? Amen? Nobody knows exactly. All these parables that Jesus used to talk in were like a riddle. Amen. All right? You know, there's the, there's the old story of the... Uh, what was it, the, the guy, the Tibetan monk or something, that some guy uh, brings flowers to him and he was going to give the, the monk the flowers um, so that the monk would answer him. And, and he gets in front of the monk to ask, because he wants to ask him the meaning of life, right? And he gets in front of the monk and the monk says, drop it. And the guy's looking at the flowers, he's like, damn, he doesn't want the flowers, so he drops them. And then he asks him the question, and the monk says, drop it. It's the same thing with these parables. Because Jesus got done with that, and he said, are you listening? Jesus talked a lot about, as a matter of fact, 
For those of you who have not spent any time uh, researching Rob Bell, man, get on Google, research him, and, and take a look at his books, especially the one on Love Wins. He has got a great, great section on heaven, and it's nothing like anything that we've talked about. This idea of streets of gold and mansions in the sky and all of that kind of crap, y'all are reaching for stuff that, that ain't going to be there. It ain't going to be there. That's not what it's about. And a matter of fact, if you want to know what heaven is, are you listening to this story? Are you listening to this story? Heaven is about God coming to you, giving you the seed. And then what you do, oh, here we go. Now, this is the part we don't want to deal with, right? <laughs> Gives you the seed, and what you do with it determines what becomes of the seed. That works. Lip service, or do you live it? You know, when you sit there... And you talk about the first thing that comes out of your mouth is it's the most important thing in the world for you to be a saved Christian. Amen? That is the most important thing. And that saved Christians behave properly, right? But then you can look at a pregnant mother with three kids and tell her you have no place for her. You could talk about the seed that's been planted because you understand that people need shelter and then you can do everything in your power to shut down the biggest shelter in Atlanta. Amen. Are you listening? Really listening? Because see, I titled this sermon that it's a simple story because it is really that simple. The theologians over the last couple of thousands of years have managed to complicate it. They've managed to question whether the explanation, which by the way, think about what we've all just said, and hear the answer. The seed is cast in gravel. This is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm. But there's no soil of character. So when the emotion wears off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. The seed cast in the weeds is the person who hears the kingdom news, but the weeds of worry and illusions about getting more and wanting everything under the sun strangle out what was heard and nothing comes of it. And the seed cast on good earth is the person who hears and takes in the news and produces a harvest that is beyond the wildest dreams. Another way to look at this, the seed that goes on the gravel, it's about our heart, folks. That gravel's pretty hard. And I would tell you today that we live in a world where hearts are pretty damn hard. We've gotten so concerned about being responsible. We've gotten so concerned about doing it right that we've taken love right out of the scenario. Our hearts have indeed been hardened. 
Oh, yeah, and then there's the distracted heart. Y'all watching TV? Hello? What's going on over here? Don't pay attention. You know? Don't pay attention to this. I want you to pay attention to this. You know, that happens with the IRS, too, by the way. Have you ever read one of their forms? I'm telling you, it's all about distraction. Amen? Magicians are good at it. Yeah. No, yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen, sleight of hand. <clears throat> the defeated heart. Y'all get that, right? Where you just give up? We've talked about that for a couple weeks now. You don't want to give up. Because remember, remember how you're looking at this. This is God coming to you with God's word, God's seed, and what happens to that seed is up to you. So if God puts it in your hand and you walk away from it, what? I found this illustration. I'm not sure if it works, but it's a cute story, so I'm going to give it to you anyway. But I, well, no, 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 no. Actually, it does work. Because what this shows is, you know, most of you, amen, every one of you here, all of us, get frustrated, right? Yeah. I mean, it really feels like, where are we going? We're going nowhere. Okay. Amen? I mean, look, we're proud of ourselves. We put these hygiene kits together. What are we doing? Maybe for a couple days? <laughs> I go to the office every day. We get calls just like that woman that couldn't find housing. Except now we're in the business, aren't we, Dana? Deciding whether we're going to get sucked in or not. I mean, I actually walked into the main office because James is out of town for two weeks. He had his regional conference to go to, and then he went on vacation. And I walked into the office, and I looked at him, and I said, you know, after that last crisis that we had that took us 10 days to get through, no more crises. For the month, we're done. <laughs> Somebody calls with a crisis on the down the street. We do get hopeless, don't we? Listen to this. One of William Barclay's friends, William Barclay's a very old, famous theologian, it tells a story about his friend. In the church where he had worshipped, there was this lonely old man. His name was Thomas. He had outlived all of his friends. Now, you know, that is one of the disadvantages to getting old. Because by the time you get old, everybody else that you know is dead. And all the young people that are around you look at you and feel sorry for you because you're what? Old. <laughs> and they don't really know you. Yes, they right. don't know your history. Right. They don't know the travels that you've taken. Right. So when Thomas died, this friend had the feeling that there would be no one to go to the funeral. So he decided to go so that there might be someone to follow the old man to his last and eternal resting place. There was no one else, and it was a miserable wet day. The funeral reached the cemetery, and at the gate, there was a soldier waiting, an officer. But he had on a raincoat, so there were no rank badges to be seen. He came to the gravesite for the ceremony, and then when it was over, he stepped forward, and before the grave, he swept his hand to a salute that might have been given to a king. The friend walked away with the soldier, and as they walked, 
The wind blew the soldier's raincoat open to relieve, reveal the, sol the shoulder badges of a brigadier general. And the general said, You will perhaps be wondering what I'm doing here. Years ago, Thomas was my Sunday school teacher. I was a wild lad and sore, a very sore trial to him. He never knew what he did for me, but I owe everything that I am or will be to Thomas. And today, I have come to salute him at the end. Thomas did not know what he was doing. If you get this seed from God, and you don't know what to do with it, don't worry about it. Remember what the seed is. Being fair, being merciful, and being humble with the one who has given it to you. You want to be good soil? Then decide what you're going to do with the seed.